welcome to Hit for Six. It is a bitterly cold Wednesday morning in February. I think actually, Michael, one of the coldest I've ever felt walking from the tube to here. It was earlier than, I know you've just been on a run. I, I, got, here, I got here at last seven. So it was around 6.45 in the morning and I, I've not felt cold like it in the UK, I don't think. But um, we're talking about something. You, you're looking surprised at Colder than December 2022. I mean... We all just became icicles during that little week, two-week periods where the streets were covered of ice. We wouldn't leave our homes for fear was, of falling over. It was minus five, though, when I was out and about. That's minus what, five today? Yeah, that's why it's not anymore. Now it's like zero degrees, but pre-sunrise, it was minus five. Oof. So that is cold. Uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about the weather, uh, but cricket. England have been back in action since we last caught up. It's been... Well, well pre-Christmas, so uh, it's good to be back speaking. We've had a an ODI series against South Africa that didn't quite get a plan, and um, now a tour of New Zealand ahead. But before we get into any of that, how have you been? Yeah, well, I'm a bit disappointed that you haven't made more of a fuss over me, you know, coming here, sort of sweaty treat for the morning. But, you know... How, how far was your run to get here? Just, just a few kilometres, so it wasn't too cold when you're running, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, you're looking, you're looking trim. I mean, well, it's I'm getting ready for the eight-a-side cricket season this summer, where fitness is everything. You've got to cover a lot of the pitch. Legside story, just putting the call out. We're looking for players for our squad. Any of the hip six listeners, you'd be very welcome to play for us. I'm working on Rob to come bowl some of his dibbly dobblies. That'll be the day. I'm not playing that that nonsense cricket, I tell you. Um, but anyway, uh, look, I'm glad you're well. I, I've had a good start to the year. We don't have a huge amount of time, so I thought we'd, we'd quickly just cover, looking back to England, South Africa, at the ODIs, losing the series 2-1, uh, some positive signs, as well as a few sort of concerning um, bits and bobs as well, and, and then ahead to this upcoming two-test series against New Zealand, England indeed in action today, and a warm-up game that we'll, we'll talk about as well. Um, but yeah, the ODIs, did you watch much of it, follow much of it? I made sure to watch the first ball of Joffrey Archer's comeback for England. Just so I made sure to watch the first over of his comeback in the South Africa 2020 uh, franchise series. Because boy, he's still got it. Yeah. 100%. I was at, I was at uh, England-Scotland, which was a bit depressing on, on Saturday with my dad. Good game. And it was a good game. Just to show you how much my dad first cricket to rugby, despite being a Harlequin season ticket holder and Twickenham debate holder, he spent the entire day talking about Joffrey Archer's six foot. In the, <laughs> he kept telling random people, they were like, oh, what do you think about today? He was like, I don't care. Joffrey's back. Steve Smith is bricking it. He was getting so excited about it. And it was great because he is. Well, well watching, that first, watching that first over in the, the South Africa franchise thing, it was just noticeable. Like, he just hurries batsmen. He oh, he took that wicket maiden. I mean, a wicket maiden in a franchise T20 series and your first over back in how long? Two, three years? I mean, he's actually, his last tests, I believe, were New Zealand 2020 when we made him bowl with a fractured elbow and do a yeah. bowl off of Mark Wood. It's three years, really. Yeah, so it's basically three years and he just comes back. He's briefed up a bit. His shoulders are bigger which is interesting. I don't know whether that's a good thing in terms of maybe it'll make him stay fit for longer, but yeah, bat bowling, high 80s, lovely action. And yeah, I did watch the sick fur. It's a few against the tail, wasn't it? Yeah, but they were, he, he still bowled well in 
in that. Uh, and there was you know, one one wicket was you know, classic, like it was kind of the hit me ball that went down the fielder's throat. But on the whole, he's um, the early wicket. I can't remember who he, he got out. Roy um, caught it, so backward, backward points. Um, I'm frantically looking at the scorecard to try and remind myself that's the wrong match. It was Van der Dussen. That was a, a good, good ball. Catch, wasn't it? Good catch from Roy Lose was left uh, there. And then um, the balls at the end to remove Parnell and Shanti were just like fast and quick and yeah, yeah, dumped yeah. everywhere. Which was, you know, what, what you what you need sometimes. You see how, how well South Africa often do that with Naughty and Rabada and Gidi bowling Yorkers at the death. And it was just these weren't quite Yorkers, but it was just good to see fast, straight, stumps yeah. everywhere tail gone and the little sort of wag they had with with Clarkson and Parnell scoring some runs was quickly extinguished when he came back into the attack yeah true you know you're right actually he consistently came back into the attack to break partnerships and end any chance of them winning the game um I would say though I was actually quite pleased for South Africa to win this series because I've been for Temba Bavuma like he doesn't seem to be someone who's had a huge amount of Good fortune the last few months. He didn't get picked up in the South Africa franchise, T20 franchise, which is quite something for their limited over captain to not get picked up. And he batted well in this series and he got a very good time in the deciding game, that second game. They got sent off from Sam Curran, which was bizarre. So now I'm actually quite pleased with South Africa. It means if they beat the Netherlands, I think, in the home series currently going on, they qualify automatically for the T20 World Cup, whereas otherwise they'd have to go to the qualifying. I think a good, good cricket, a good international world cricket needs South Africa to be decent. Definitely. They are struggling. And so I'm pleased that they had a bit of yeah. fortune. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, I mean, cricket's obviously the two the countries that are good at it. It's a bit of an odd dynamic. Um, yeah. With sort of, they're scattered around the world with a British Empire. Yeah, wonderful links. Yeah, yeah, wonderful links all these countries together. But it, it is quite... It, what makes it good though is that there are a variety of cultures, mm-hmm. and you got you got a, a Caribbean team. And you want a strong global cricket has a strong size in Oceania, Asia, Africa, Europe, and the Americas across all continents. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that I mean Zimbabwe aren't going to be any good at cricket anytime soon, sadly, with the the political turmoil and, and well, poverty and corruption that has blighted them as a country for the last 20 years. And well, they've got Gary Balance back now, he hit a ton on his international <laughs> debut for them, so that's funny. But, um, I mean, also, like, there's something that stinks about the way world cricket is run in terms of how the money's hoarded, in terms of how the fixtures are done. Like, we're not going to South Africa again for a test series. So we're not going to New Zealand again for a test series for a long time after this. And it's I only a two-match series as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it. Any, any danger of it being at least three. Because you want to... There's no point to it. It's literally, yeah. it's just done. And you ask the players and you'd hope that they'd say, yeah, we want a free test series because otherwise you don't get any conclusion. But yeah, basically all the money power, as we know, we talked about hoarded between India, Australia and us. And so it's nice to see the other nations knocking on the door and, you know, Dumping, dumping us out of the series. So yeah, I was pleased. I'm, I'm relatively full crowds. I mean, we need to if we we've done a hit, a hit for six trip to Amsterdam, but we need to. South Africa definitely looks like a good one with those beautiful lush grass banks sitting with you. We would get we could get a hit for six parasol made up, put it in the uh, 
sit there and does, be beers. Does the Eurostar go there though? Because uh, the Eurostar is a crucial thing. I actually you probably probably you probably could train it the whole way if you really wanted to. It must be get a little you know, train all the way through Europe down to Spain, get a little ferry over from actually I don't know, there's probably not trains down through the middle of Africa, is there? Well, yeah, they might you, be you might by land. to run after them and jump on. Or... Yeah, it might be um yeah, I think maybe we look it up. I, I think I, I think a flight would be the way if we did it, maybe slightly out of our budget at the moment. But... I actually was looking at Netherlands fixtures because I thought, oh, last summer was so good. I'm sure the Netherlands are playing someone. Thinking it could be West Indies, it could be Pakistan, but that'd still be a great weekend. They're not. They're not. They're, there's the ODI World Cup later in the year, and I think all the qualifying cricket is happening now. So no, no, no trip to the Netherlands for Hip Six this year. But I'm sure there's. Maybe we should just go watch the European League. We should just get we should get the Euros start somewhere and watch some of those European League games that go viral on the internet. That would be good. See if I could get a game. Get yeah, a run, up in kit. Yeah, get get a run out for I don't know, um Krakow um FC. Yeah, Krakow, CC, CC. Krakow CC versus Lviv CC and see how I get on um, bowling a few a few doublers. You can tell me and you haven't seen each other for a while because we're just like lovely veering off tangents yeah, um, but I suppose back back to England in particular a few performances to call out positively and negatively it was nice that Roy got 100 in the first game however I'm not seeing this as any way of a return to form of old I feel like because well he was pretty poor in the, in the second and third games and in that first game we know his struggles his main struggles have always been against spin and we didn't even play Maharaj in this game. So their spinners were Markram and Shamsi. Shamsi's a very good bowler. Well, he did not bowl well in that game. All his figures. There was something there was something horrendous. Yeah, one for 55. Okay, and and his one his one wicket with Ollie Stone right at the end. It was all good. spinners get pumped sometimes. Shamsi, I'm pretty sure for a while, yeah. was the world's number one ranked limited over bowler. Bowled very poorly. <laughs> and they just basically it was C Mark, flat pit. It was it was a Innings and setup made from the score runs. Nonetheless, he did it. But I, I think I want to definitely worth his way back in the team. But I want to see him score more well, runs, more regularly. innings set up, flat pitch made for him to score runs. And I'm looking at 271 all out, with the next top score being 59, next top score being 36. I think he batted really well. I agree with you that it's not necessarily the dawn of the second coming, and he didn't look great in the second and third innings, but. Which I think that helpfully brings me on to it. I don't think I think it was a pretty flat pitch, and I thought this batting performance for England was was really poor. The two seven one all out, um, but it also says something to the balance of the side. So we had Roy and Milan up front. Roy scored one hundred. Milan scored fifty nine off fifty five. All good. Duckett, he had a very poor series out cheaply. Brooke uh, out, you know, basically before he even got going. Third ball. Butler looks was sort of ticking on okay in 36 before before getting out kind of inexplicably. But then you know Moina's, it was a real bottle job from but the then, bowlers but, who bat. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of bowlers who bat. Moeen at six is legitimate, but current current at seven, then Willie eight, Rashid Archer. What was, so, what was the score when Moeen got out? Because I feel like we were really in the driving seat at that point. Two, two, two for four. So, to the extent no, it was when Butler got out, because to the extent that I kind of stopped following it in the last 10 overs. I followed it quite closely until we were 196 for four, I suppose. And I just thought, right, well, we got this. And then it just absolutely melted away. And that was bizarre. Yeah, it uh, it was. And so I hope one one of the things almost I think there's a real learning for the England management for Matthew Mott from this uh series is 
we we need to make sure once we get to the World Cup or something, we're back deeper than some of these sides were. We had, I think it was, yeah, well, Curran at seven, Willie at eight in the first one, and then Wokes was coming in at, at seven in... The ODI form's not great. It really isn't. And we got pumped last summer. Do you remember? Uh, like, I unfortunately had tickets to that game. We got bowled out to 100. And I was just cheering on the... the who was it, who were playing? I was cheering on the new... Hold on, no. South Africa. Lost it. I was cheering on India. I was cheering on Sharma because I was hoping they'd get it done in less overs so I'd get a bit of a refund. But no, they took their time and had to pay full whack for an absolute hammering. But we lost all the games against India. Well, apart from the Reese Topley one. Okay, apart from the Reese Topley one. But I think it's like seven out of our last eight ODIs we've lost. Or maybe maybe yeah, maybe six, six out of the last eight, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, we've lost a few few series. The last series win was against the Netherlands, famously. Um, that, that was a tough, that was yeah. a tough test, though. On unfamiliar pitches, but I think for me there was a, a lot of glimmers of with. I mean, look at the players missing as well here, right? You got uh, no roots, no Besto. Stokes obviously retired from the format, but surely retired with the biggest surely, like, air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> surely will make a comeback for the World Cup. This team gets a lot stronger. We're seeing some players return to form. We got Ark coming back. I yeah, I, I left this. Although we lost the series, we should have won it ultimately as well, because we were only chasing 298 in the in a first game. One I maintain a very a very playable no, no Mark Wood either. Yeah, no Mark Woods. And then on the second one, we were in seemed incapable somehow of defending 342, um, which was which was pretty disappointing to see. Uh, and our kind of bowling towards the end fell apart. And then in the third one, we absolutely battered them. I tell you who looked really poor for me at the bowlers. Um Willie. Yeah. It did look like he was running in slow, like he was running in through treacle. Ball wasn't moving, which is tough for him, but he really didn't. Like, this is a chance to press home your case, right? A couple of the bowlers missing, he looked poor to me. Whereas everyone else, Wokes, Rashid, Archer, Curran, Stone Bowler, okay. Stone, like, you, you kind of want them all in the mountain. But Willie, I think, serious danger of losing his spot. Um, also, I did think Duckett had a poor. Series, yeah. I for me, he's uh, when we look at the, the wealth of talent options we have, like Brooke has obviously pushed himself right in, in white ball cricket, yeah, yeah, particularly white ball cricket. I think he's someone I, I wouldn't. Well, if we had a, a whole burst of injuries and stuff, he's obviously got a huge amount of quality. I wouldn't completely write him off, but I think he definitely falls low in the pecking order compared to Root and Besto and Zach Brook and. Butler, Milan. Well, yeah, look, Milan, we should talk about Milan because that was a serious knock in that third game. I mean, we were looking in a shocking state, 17 for three or something, crawling along. And he reached his 50 off like 60 odd balls. Like he was going slow, in his words, couldn't get off the square. And then he reached 100 before Butler. Just suddenly, if you watch the highlights, suddenly everything starts rocketing off the meat of the bat over mid wicket. It was, it was a serious knock. Yeah. Yeah, I I think actually as well though that was where we saw him at his best, where we lost early wickets and he was there to anchor the innings. I do prefer him in that sort of three four spot spot compared to opening at the top of the, the top of the innings for that very it, big question for Darren Milan, age thirty six, approaching World Cup time. Is there room for both him and Root in the team? I think that is a debate we will, I'm sure, have a couple of times before things come to an end. You know, I, I, I would lean towards no, 
and I'd probably go with Rute there because you've also got Bruno. Okay. Um, you've got the impending return of Ben Stokes. Yeah. I was going to say, how does that feel, right? You're in South Africa. I'm not going to say slogging your guts out because you're organised. But you're in South Africa. You're playing in all the prep games for the World Cup. And you know, if Ben Stokes unretires, he's playing. And obviously, everyone in the squad, including people on the fringes whose spot he's going to take, have to say the same line. Oh, yeah, it'll be great to have Stokesy back. Oh, yeah, he's a legend. He can, he can walk back in the crowd. There's got to be a little bit of... That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I do love that. Um, retiring. Because if, if you refuse to be selected and said, I'm not going on that tour, there'd be uproar. How dare you? It's an honour to play. But if you retire, and then decide to... Yeah, to heroes well, here and come back. Yeah, exactly. It's um, genius. Yeah, there's been a few rugby players done that name, particularly Joe Marlowe. He still had a look at it and thought, no, I really, I really, really don't fancy Fancy playing for England, going to Argentina. I'm, I'm all right. I'll take a break for for two years. Then Christmas before the World Cup, I was like, you know, I'm announcing my return to international rugby straight back in the squad. <laughs> this is, removes all the effort, all the unglamorous fixtures, straight in for the ones that people remember. Oh, good. Um, last thing on the series, it's one of the call out uh, Magala. They're uh, sort of third Simo they had in. He's a beefy boy. He's a big boy. He's I was a watching big, him in the boy. and I rewound. Because I was like, he's going to be seen. Yeah. And, that, and that elect, like 80, you know, mid-80s, low mid-80s. Just believe it. He's a big boy. We I was, love it. Yeah. Six loves big boys. Good to see, <laughs> good to see him. That kind of, that shape. I'm, yeah, because I think you can be an elite athlete at different shapes and sizes. Some people's naturally sit with like a Tyson Fury in boxing. Well, me and you, elite yeah. athletes, different sizes. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I think for, it was just good to see someone who's, uh, it's got a bit of timber. That would make a good episode. A little themed episode. Cricket's best big boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get a wrecking Cornwall in there. Yeah. You get yeah, a couple yeah. of North Ant squads during their T20, during their T20 win. Yeah, Richard Levy for sure. Um, um, who was that Australian? Cosgrove. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're definitely cricket's definitely a sport that opens up to that that possibility. They say it's not anymore, but it still is. Well, that's what I like. It still is, and this is the guy bowling seam up. Who, although, flip to the other side of South African cricket, South African women's cricket. Did you see the thing about their captain for the for the the T Twenty World Cup that's uh, about to start? Um, she got dropped because she didn't do the two miles in a quick enough time in like the pre-tournament training. Their captain of many years, and it was it was I think it was about uh, nine minutes. You had to do these two, like two kilometers in, and then dropped uproar. I was going to say nine nine minutes two miles, but yeah, hello. <laughs> two kilometers nine miles in nine minutes, yeah. Nine minutes, yeah. That's quite, it's quite quick. I think it was that, yeah. I saw it and I thought, I could do it. I really pushed myself. I mean, it was nine and a half minutes. I've been nine and a half minutes. I think I'd struggle. Although having said that, I'm not a professional sports person. I think if that was my job, I think I would be able to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, but... I remember back in the day, under 12, B team at Sutton Grammar, I got threatened for, got threatened to be dropped from that unless I, te- unless I improved my cross-country time. Yeah. So I really had to pull my pull my finger out. Yeah, we had a we had a swimming test when you were joining the senior school. You had to swim like two lengths or something. If you couldn't swim two lengths, then you're not you were 
it was like hey, you're not playing any sport basically it's, it's like a, a minimum requirement for anyone uh, i was always a weak swimmer but i could swim two legs so i was i was to it until the end yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, great well um, i suppose quickly then michael looking ahead we've we've had another i don't want to say meaningless bilateral one day series because with the world cup coming up there was some meaning to it but they they don't excite me in the way that the test series does which i think is uh, logical and appropriate uh, but the team are now in new zealand and overnight night just gone they were playing a warm up game against the new zealand 11 looking at the new zealand 11 will young tom bruce and Kyle Jameson, I suppose, are the only three players of, of note in, in yeah. their team. And England have done the classic. Everyone gets a bit of a bat Everyone ball. gets a go. But quite the innings, baseball continuing to, to flourish. The normally unbelievably economical Kyle Jameson went at four and a bit. And the rest of the team went at well over sixes. A couple of them at nines. We scored 465 in under 70 overs. Interesting that Jameson still took three wickets. Yeah, um, I suppose. But he is a gun. If you're good, you're good. Uh, but some notable performances from Root, Brooke and Lawrence all getting the scores. Uh, well, really, and... really good news about Root because he's been in the first run of bad form in the last six months that we've seen in about three, four years since really that golden period where we can score a run but he kept knocking out turns. So no, really good that he's uh that he's made some runs Crawley getting a probably beautiful 17 before hopefully having his off stump knocked out by Mackay uh and yeah very good that Brooks got some runs as well nine sixes from Harry Brook nine six I didn't see that nine seven fours nine sixes yeah worth saying we're just looking at a scorecard here we haven't seen a, a single ball of it but uh yeah I suppose an encouraging start good that the players are getting runs hopefully we'll take a few wickets and set us up for the series ahead Dan Lawrence with but 12 boundaries, all of which you presume are done with exquisite wristiness. No, it looks, it looks good. And folks hitting 57 or 74, which is definitely his calling card. You know, solid work, like rotate the strike batting while everyone else around him is scoring lots of runs, but he is still scoring the runs. So that's really, really exciting. Yeah, and I suppose, I mean, from your perspective, obviously New Zealand pose a real no challenge. Problem. No bolt, no Trent bolt the series, which is a shame. Yeah, definitely. He's, I think he's gone the other way to Stokes. He's just picking and choosing what games he wants to play. So, which I think at times is is reasonable. I mean, there's I, I don't know what is even called the South Africa T Twenty competition that's ongoing at the moment, and it's SA Twenty. They took out the T. So SA Twenty. That was the brand. SA Twenty. That is the brand. Wow. And that is everything that South Africa cricket is depending on right now for like survival. That is literally it. Um, but you see, like, yeah, Sam Curran, he's off playing in that, and someone like him, he's he's playing, he's play and play and play and play constantly. If you're not playing international cricket, you're playing some random domestic T Twenty league. It is a, a never-ending cycle. So as you're getting older, in particular, I don't really blame Trent Bolt for going. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go make some make some bucks. I'm absolutely fine with Sam Cullen, by the way, not playing test cricket. He can just be our white ball boat, and that's fine. Definitely. I'm very relaxed on that as well. But I think um, yeah, this series it, it does pose a, a sterner test. I mean, Pakistan posed a stern test in terms of conditions, mm. a difficult place to go win, but without 
food poisoning. Um, without Nahin or 3D, it was always uh, an easier... Their attack was really blunt, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, still, still a remarkable achievement to do what they did, like, say, overcome the conditions. And, and we bowled well as well. Bold, pretty brilliant. Yeah, bold, brilliant. Things. But their attack was, was average compared to what you'd expect. But so even without Trent Bolt, we're looking at a, a map a better opposition. So I think it will be a, a test to see how, how they get on. But I am in full deluded England fan mode at the moment and I'm calling 2-0 England win. We're gonna we're gonna send them packing. We're we're unstoppable. I, I, I cannot wait for the Ashes. We're gonna absolutely smoke them. I'm so excited. I've got, I've got tickets for day one of the Lord's test and starting to remortgage my non-existent house. I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah. Um, we should talk about that not now, but when we do Ashes preview about the sheer insanity of ticket prices here. Because it is the most exclusive, excluding thing. But anyway, um, the thing I want to talk about is we're playing. We're in a rare situation where we're playing a team with a uh, frontline seam bowler captain, which is quite fun. Williamson is no longer captain. Tim Sampley is captain, which I find slightly odd timing because I feel like Tim Sampley is getting towards the end of his international effectiveness. But maybe he's going to prove me wrong when Indian summer. Yeah, I, I love a I, I love a seam bowling captain. I remember when Sarangan Lakman was a Sri Lankan yes. captain, absolutely class. Uh, I, I'm really impressed when they do it because I did famously, as I hope Dan Goodyear is listening. Um, I uh, I bet he's not. He's definitely not. He's too busy being a, a, a corporate banker. But I uh, I, I captained uh, Warwick second eleven to promotion um, in 2017. One of my my proudest ever moments. But I found it incredibly stressful and really unenjoyable bowling and captaining. Mm. I don't think it's... Uh, it has turned out the in the end, just found bowling stressful and unenjoyable. Yeah, so so maybe, maybe that was maybe it was more that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's true. That's actually very, very true. So maybe it was the captaincy that I enjoyed more. One thing I did enjoy... I think you definitely... You would love being a club captain who... Bowls three overs, bats 11, but it just makes a really good tee. Yeah. I can see you really enjoying that. Yeah, I think I would enjoy that. And the one thing I did enjoy, I remember playing a game against Worcester Uni, where their number five was really starting to take a liking to me. I could just tell. So I just took myself off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah but, but, but Tom Avery hit on the line of fire. Go on, mate, you bowl over. <laughs> I think you've got this guy. Yeah. So I think... Uh, there is something in it, but it is, is hard and over a longer period of time, even, even trickier. There haven't been many. I mean, Wazzy Macram, captain of Pakistan for a while as a team bowler. Cummins, obviously, he's done a fairly good job with Australia, but I don't, I don't think it's straightforward. So we'll see how Saudi gets on, but I'm, you know, I'm calling it England's going to win it. Two it'll be exciting to see if Kane Williamson, he, he made some runs recently, broke his century drought. I'd like to see him get some runs. He's, he's a good guy, not a bit of a boring guy, but it'd be nice to see him get runs. I do think it's going to be it is as we get into Ashes fever, Ashes build up, everyone's playing for those spots, right? And we've suddenly gone from a position of we can't win a game to we're winning lots of games and we've got options in all the positions, apart from Crawley, who will open for us until he's 50. Um, <laughs> and Rob's groaning because I'm going after Crawley again. But you've got loads of batters for not many spots. And the bowling, Broad's come back, Ollie Stone's in this squad. I don't think Mark Wood is in the squad and neither is Joffrey Archer, but they presumably will be knocking the door down for selection in the summer. And Robinson and Anderson both have to play. Robinson and Anderson both have to play. So you've not got many spots left and you've got Stokes bowling as well. Yeah, the only problem there as ever is the, the spinner. I know Leach is okay, but is imagine if 
It's imagine if you took out Leash and you put in Shane Warne. Well, that's just How silly. Good that team that, that's just silly. If you put Shane Warne to any team, it's <laughs> yeah. like a good fine. team. <laughs> fine, take take okay. Let's not if go. You took out Leach and put in Nathan Lyon. Yeah, fine. Okay, that's more. Yeah, that would be that's the that's the difference. difference. That is the difference. But I've just read a lovely article of Leach where he said, I'm enjoying my cricket again. I'm feeling positive. I'm in a completely different frame of mind. And imagine if Jack Leach tunes into hip suit as as it's his one. And he just hears Rob say, the only issue is the spinner. He's just taking the second most wickets in the test calendar year. After one off, one off Nathan Lyon. Partly due to how many games we play versus another um, other teams. And average of 38. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, famously, Ashley Giles averaged over 40 in test cricket. And people say, oh, he was a good spinner. Um, did because, because did of, it say that? Uh, well, I think because of 2005, people think he, he did a job. I think that's what we're looking for. We're looking for, for him to do a, a job for us. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's an exciting position to be in. Uh, so, yeah, they're all going to be playing for their spots. So, I'm, I cannot wait for that song. That's yeah. Gonna be really good. It's going to be great. I've heard a lot of people ask me, are you going to any of the Rugby World Cup? I'm like, no. I'm using all my annual leave on the Ashes. Where is the Rugby World Cup? In France. So it's, no, it's, you should, it's you a step going like, Yeah, well, mate, I tell you, you talk about you talk about prices, pricing people out. The Ashes is a bargain compared to rugby World Cup tickets. You're looking at like 300 euros for a quarter final ticket, 450 euros for a semi final. That's ticket. why both of these sports are incredibly posh. Um, yeah, well, and and increased like in, in terms of those who go to games, and the gap is wide, and particularly the gap between those who go to fixtures. And those who play it. So you get a whole load of people who, you know... Like me, go to games, but barely play, barely play a game. Yeah, and then you get the flip side. Those who play, you've seen it with... I mean, we're not. I'm not going into the tackle or the, in rugby, you've got tackle below the waist and domestic oh, rugby. Like this. Everyone's very upset. Yeah, it's a big hullabaloo. But the, the gap between those who are running the game, the RFU, and grassroots rugby, people who play it, you know, in clubs across the country and rural communities and, um, you know, often kind of... Far less well-off communities than must have chinos at Twickenham mm. kind of make people think rugby is. There's a gap growing, and it's and it's similar with with cricket. Like Sophia thinks that cricket is nothing but posh people. So well, let's let's go up to the Lancashire leagues. Can we go watch some club cricket? Well, do you remember those lads who have sat behind at one of the Netherlands games? All of them just said like I think I remember them because they were just gradually getting more and more burnt as the day went on, with all their tops off wearing bucket hats. But they were just some proper Midlands lads and loved cricket, play every day. And they came to this tour and had a great time. The tickets were reasonably priced, but you wouldn't see them at Lords, realistically. I mean, maybe I'm making a bit of a generalisation, but the ticket pricing is just obscene there. Yeah. So, Yeah, it is. Um, but I would say that when you said, I, I think cricket's ticket positioning is, is way better than rugby. So it says a lot about um, the state of that sport, which is in a much worse position than cricket is, but I think it's it's one of those. And maybe if you price people out, you price put cricket behind, you know, or sport behind the paywalls on subscription services and Sky Sports. Mm -hmm. You you shrink your fan base, and you think you're monet you're monetizing in the short term, but you're losing out on so much potential revenue in the longer term because people turn to to other options. 100%. Anyway. Uh, that we've spoken about before we will speak about again i'm excited because england are playing cricket and life is better when england are playing cricket we're in as it's i've i've loved this era of english cricket as much as i've loved any i cannot wait we're gonna smash new zealand we're gonna win the ashes 5-0 we're gonna win the world cup 2023 uh, is a great year to be alive and to be an english cricket fan 
Um, so yeah, um, all the best, Michael. Have a until next time, which knowing us will probably be sometime in early April. <laughs> uh, have a good one, and yeah, all the best. Cheers, boy.